green pastures. I know you're picturing lush fields of belly deep alfalfa as far as the eye can see. Well, get that picture out of your mind. Instead, see clumps of green along the arid landscape of the Negev Desert in Israel. That's more the biblical reality. And that's what our heart is for our weekly Green Pastures devotions published by Vineyard Boise. Our hope is that each day you'll find a wee clump of green along the all-too-often arid landscape of life, just enough to sustain you, to keep you moving forward. Each daily devotion consists of four strands, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. May the Lord lead us together into the green pastures we need today to continue growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Green Pastures for Monday, July 18th. Galatians, page 5, second half. Today's scripture reading is from Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 26 from the New Living Translation, which reads, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you're not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. This is God's Word. So there's your first read-through of the second half of this fifth page of Paul's letter to the Galatians. Take it in now, again, in its entirety, by giving a listen to Mike's amplified version, and see what you see. So here are your marching orders from me to you. Walk out your freedom, filling your lungs with the empowering breath of God, rather than sucking in the toxic smoke of your all-too-human lesser urges and inclinations. Your all-too-human lesser urges and inclinations are constantly squaring off against the divine impulses of the better angels of our nature, as flesh battles with spirit and spirit with flesh in a never-ending conflict that leaves you stymied and stuck in the middle, unable to do what you really want to do. But with the empowering breath of God filling those lungs, there's a way forward at last, getting you unstuck and taking you out from under the thumb of religious systems that only keep you pinned down. The products of these all-too-human lesser urges and inclinations are hard to miss. Here's my composite sketch. 
loose sex, moral filth, raging frat party libido, big show religion that objectifies slash manipulates the divine and peddles the latest panaceatic fix. Toxic tribalism seeking to divide and conquer, contentiousness, self-promotion, partisan politics, poisoning polarization, warring factions, corrosive competitions, alcoholic binges, free-for-all gangbanging. Uh, you get the picture and can fill in the rest of the blanks yourselves. I forewarn you now, as I did before, if this is what your life is churning out, you can be sure your kingdom Wi-Fi has crashed and you're completely offline with the divine. But when it's the empowering breath of God filling those lungs, suddenly you're in the middle of a fertile orchard with rich fruit growing everywhere, self-offering love, profoundly centering joy, healing wholeness, a steady resolve that refuses to give up on people, a soft touch when dealing with hard souls and situations, an unshakable devotion to helping others, deep-seated loyalty in word and deed, unassuming and unasserting humility, intense cohesion of one's inner world and faculties. No human religious system can either affect or check the fertile momentum of this divine orchard. And those under the Messiah's sway have put the toxic catalyst of our all-too-human lesser urges and desires to an ignominious end. If we're deeply inhaling God's empowering breath, then let's be exhaling a daily walk that reflects it. And that means, for starters, that we stop the whole tit-for-tat business of our petty bickering, always trying to one-up one another in our corrosive competitions with each other. This is God's Word. Now, pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer. What do you hear and see in this text? What key words and themes are emerging? What questions are being stirred in you? What question would you ask Paul if you could? What initial takeaway is forming in your mind? How might God be nudging you through your initial encounter with this text? Lord, soften me, gentle me, focus me, ground me. To receive, to feel, to see, to wrestle with whatever comes as a gift through this text. And the grace to praise you in and through it. Through your spirit, with, upon, and in us. Amen.